What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart, and we have a very, very jam-packed show lined up for you guys today. Spider-Man Far From Home reactions starting to come in, a lot of them overwhelmingly positive. I was quite surprised at just how overwhelmingly positive they were. So uh, we'll get my reaction along with my, my co-host's reaction to that. Also, the future of Venom. Uh, spoken about by not only Amy Pascal from Sony, who I forgot still worked at Sony. I thought she quit. I don't know. I was all. No, she did leave. I, like, I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, she was talking about Venom, and so was Kevin Feige. So always funny because they seem to have, we know, <laughs> their comments on similar things can be very different. <laughs> and yes. they cannot be on the same page. We talked about that on the show. So we'll talk more about the comments about the same topic. Now it's Venom this week. Um Marvel apparently appearing on San Diego Comic-Con. We got an Avengers Endgame re-release coming out. J.J. Abrams is is a very, very rich man today. So a lot of stuff happening on the show. Um, and we're unveiling a new segment that will be debuting later on the show. I don't even want to spoil it. I want to just let it happen. So we'll be uh, doing that as well. Today's TV recaps will be Avengers. Excuse me, Avengers. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Krypton. So, Krypton, I don't believe we talked about it at all since they debuted last week. So, we have a season premiere and we had a new episode, a very Lobo-centric episode that debuted this week. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a, uh, a very Fitzsimmons-centric uh, uh, episode this week. So, uh, this is a great show. Let's get right to the stuff. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking forward to talking about today? I am looking forward to talking about, um, so we have, we have quite a few stories. Uh, quite a few interesting stories. Yeah, we have some like good stories that didn't make the cut today because there's so much stuff. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting into all of that. Uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into the shows, of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., my favorite show on television, so I'm always looking forward to talking about that. And uh, Krypton, which is always fun to talk about. Um, and they're doing a lot of very interesting things, so I'm very much looking forward to talking about it. Kendall joins us today as well. Kendall, what yes, are you yes, looking yes. forward to getting into today? Um, I'll be, I'll be the first one to, uh, I'm gonna take a victory lap on this one, EJ, Shamari. Why are you taking a victory lap? We, we talked, we talked, uh, last couple of weeks, you know, you guys were adamant that DC was gonna win Comic-Con this year, that Marvel was gonna not do anything, so, oh, have the table, oh, how the tables have turned, <laughs> DC saying, we ain't doing, we ain't doing anything, <laughs> Marvel was like, we gonna pull up squad deep at at San Diego Comic Con, so I have a very uh, short memory. Did we speak about DC decided not to do anything? Uh, you weren't here. I think we talked uh, about that that's yeah. why the Dark Phoenix. That's why I wasn't. Yeah. I'm like, why do I, I feel? I had a lot to say about that. But I don't feel I ever got anything <laughs> off my chest. Yeah. I guess your chance will be just, uh, <laughs> yeah. when we talk about Marvel. I know. Wow. Um. Yeah. That was a bizarre decision that DC made. But sure enough, yeah, it, it's been uh, pretty much confirmed. The multiple reports had them out, and then uh, and then Feige was very coy when he was like oh if we were there we'd have a lot to show which i'm like all right that means you're there um very weird answer by him but we used to weird answer from kevin feige this is a really good show i'm really hoping you guys stay with us it's gonna be really fun let's start with spider-man far from home so the uh the embargo has been lifted on social media reactions we've known that people have seen this movie now and boy are people excited about far from home um what i've seen has basically been almost entirely uh, positive reactions to the movie. Uh, what surprised me the most... Is it on Rotten Tomatoes yet? Uh, that's a good... I don't think so, because I, I, I don't think reviews yeah, are reviews allowed are, to, yeah, to, to, to be out yet. yet. 
But what I think what's been so amazing for me, guys, has been just how much it seems like this movie really advances this, not just the Spider-Man universe, but the MCU. Yes. Which everyone, almost everyone, not I don't say everyone, but many of the people who were reacting to this movie, a lot of them kept saying, you need to stay off the internet. I never would have imagined that this would have been that kind of movie where this is going to be something that you're going to, you know, you, it's very easy to be spoiled. You might want to, you know, uh, you know, avoid the internet or see it, or quickly. <laughs> see it immediately. I, I assumed this was going to be the last kind one of, wasn't. no, the last one was very much self-contained within its own within its own universe. When you consider that, uh, we know Sony is a factor in the movie making. We know that they don't necessarily have complete creative control or really much creative control, but Marvel kind of crafts the stories and Sony, I guess, approves them. Um, they have some power clearly because they could obviously at any moment just pull Tom Holland from the MCU. So, or at least not re up there, whatever their deal is they have now with Marvel. So knowing that in mind, I didn't expect that Feige and the people over at Disney would give this much, uh, credence on their universe to a Sony property. But that sounds like that's exactly what's happened. And I'll just quickly read through some of these reviews uh, so Brandon Davis says Spider-Man Far From Home is an absolute home run. It's so much fun. It's huge in itself and for the future of the MCU in the most surprising ways. Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, just a lethal awesome combination. I cannot wait to see this movie again and again. Um, someone else said major kudos in particular to Jake Gyllenhaal for his super engaging performance as a complex character, Mysterio and Zendaya, who brings uh, depth in her massively expanded role as MJ. Um so, so plenty of uh, of, of props to yeah, for uh, jo- a lot of Jalen Hall. I uh, heard a lot great. for Jalen Hall too. Yep. Uh, Sean Keen, I saw Spider Man Far From Home last night. It's pretty much the perfect Avengers ep- uh, Endgame epilogue. Reminds us that the MCU goes on in a joyous, emotionally fun filling ride. Uh, Jim v- uh, Vivoda says Spider Man Far From Home is extremely fun, cleverly executed, and frequently hilarious culmination of the MCU's wall crawler's journey so far. Some very sweet moments, sly commentary, and death action pieces throughout. Um, Margaret said, says, Far From Home is such a good movie. Jake Gyllenhaal suits up and completely embraces his role in its entirety, and he's clearly having a blast. This is such a refreshing film after the heaviness of Endgame. The post-credit scenes are, quote, must-watch and will blow your dang mind. Everyone keeps saying these mid-credit and post-credit scenes are just completely insane. And again, that is shocking to me. Because we've seen Marvel movies. They're almost all insane. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you don't have to tell us that the post-credit scene, stay for the post-credit scene. You don't have to tell me that because right. I'm going to do it anyway. So sure. the fact that people, and they didn't tell me that, I mean, Endgame Fair and Infinity Warfare, you didn't really have to say that. But like, for all these movies that we've seen, we've done this for two, what, three years or whatever. We've been following these movies for five, six, seven, I mean, since they started, 10 years. Like, it's not as if like people say that for every movie. It's not as if people say, stay for the post-credit. Stay for the mid-credit. Like, so it, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Um, Absolutely, it does. Um, I mean, I, particularly because we're post-Endgame now, and we're all wondering what the heck is going on with this with this right. new, new Phase 4, whatever, whatever MCU's, whatever Feige's calling it. Uh, this new phase that we're in. Um so and I'm hearing regarding these post credits that it basically sets up this new phase mm. is what I'm hearing as well. Um, so I'm you know I'm, I'm curious about what we're gonna see. I ha- well, sorry, go ahead, Kendall. Well, I was just gonna set it up to to you guys. 
you know, before we get to even what do we think about the movie being good, what do you guys, do you guys have a theory? I do. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say. I have zero theories. I, have I, think theory, that, I think that these post-credit scenes will have little to do with Spider-Man. Or one of them, one of them won't. Well, one of them will be something related to Endgame. Do you have a theory? Uh, or no, example? that's my only theory. I don't. It doesn't go beyond that. But I, I think no that the reason, uh, even if you don't necessarily believe it's the case, uh, well, like Tony Stark could scrolls be a possibility. Oh, could Tony Stark be alive? Those are things I could see happening. Right. Those are things I could see happening. Tony Stark being alive, I could. That would certainly blow people's minds. Is it something people would like? That would be a debate. I mean, people would like it as a fan. It's, what's interesting is, I mean, people have not... I feel like people... I don't think we'd be seeing this massively positive reviews of people if they didn't like the fact that it was that Tony was alive in some way. Right. Um, I won't it, that bank just on more, that, that just more I, I, just think, I, I think that it will be something very much having an impact that goes beyond just... Is there a chance it's Fox Woo! Because that would be mind-blowing. Um, I that, don't. That, think that so. was my first question: was is there anything Fox, X Men, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, and and Spider Man have a relationship? Well, that's funny. I remember, you guys that, mentioned that we talked about it before. How I I always felt. I think most of us agreed that the timeline for Endgame to have anything involving Fox made no sense. Never made any right. sense. Far from Home's a little different. They did not film this with Infinity War. No. Infinity War was filmed a long time ago. Spider-Man Far From Home was was filmed well after the deal was at least agreed upon. Right. It wasn't signed and delivered. But the movie wasn't finished by the time the the deal was signed and delivered. Yes. Right. Could they have added something? Could you have added something? Could you have done something? I remember recently they they finished scrolling through everything, seeing, oh, wrapped filming on Far From Home. That was far, far way past when that deal was signed. Exactly. So is is it possible that that could have been somehow worked in? I don't think that uh, John Watts shot anything. That, I think the mid credit scene that I believe does not involve Spider Man might have been shot didn't, by the Russo. He didn't shoot. I'm saying that right now. Interesting. My theory. I think I I think it's Norman Osborn. That's my theory. I don't know. I, if we're talking Marvel, how is Norman Sony, Osborn mind blowing? They yeah, connected. If they connected to the to the large MCU somehow, how do you connect? Well, I mean, obviously you don't know. I don't know. I, they could but do it. I'm, I'm just saying know. how. What's a way in which they could make a Norman Osborn reveal? Mind blowing. It's crazy. It's dope. I love Norman Osborn. Like, I love him. I love him even more. Honestly, probably as the Iron Patriot than I even do as Green Goblin. So I, I love, I, I love Norman Osborn as a character, but. Considering it's a Spider-Man movie, not, is it mind blowing that Norman Osborn shows up? Is it mind blowing? Here's what I'm thinking. Also, and I talked about this before. Is there some kind of way, like I said before, that Spider Verse somehow connects with this movie? That also would be mind blowing. It would be because there's always you the because they because yeah. we know that we we should have known this movie was not messing around when the trailer talking about multiverses. To me, that was Sony telling us right there. We are not messing around. This is a movie you have to see. And I said that when we watched well, that. I said, 
all right, they have my attention now. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah this is not a multiverse. This, this is not a, uh, this is Ant-Man and Wasps. You know, I could watch it. It'd be great. If I don't, you know, it's not a huge deal. Right. Like, this became an entirely different situation once that happened. Which is why I think they put it in the drill. Exactly. So, that to me tells me they're going to go big or go home. If you're down now, I'm hearing they have mind-blowing things. Uh, Norman Osborn, to me, personally, isn't mind-blowing. It's a great reveal. If it happens, I'll be if it very is happy. Fox, my guess, something that would make sense is if they did the Baxter building. Yeah. So I was thinking something like that, or like the X Mansion. That's what I thought too. I thought about the X Mansion. You just show like, oh, school for gifted youngsters or something. Uh, you could do that just, because remember, both of them are in know. New York. One's in Westchester, yeah. not that far from the Bronx, where Peter goes to school, and one is 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 obviously in yeah. Manhattan. Maybe one of yeah. these students, maybe. Maybe Peter gets an application from, like, you know, or a letter from the school, X-Men school, school that gets to get the, back. Yeah, 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 right, and they give it the, to him, hey, you got this letter. In the, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, <laughs> I'd be going crazy from Charles Xavier. <laughs> you know. I mean, there, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of options. Um, I'm just, I can't wait now. I mean, they, they have. I'm glad this came out because it got me more excited. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm like, I don't hear nothing, like. I'm glad you people told me. <laughs> and for me personally, I mean, I was invested as soon as I saw, okay, multiverse is going to have an impact. But I'm, I was still feeling... And I think this confirmed that the, the multiverse isn't a... It's not a... It's not It's not nonsense. It's not a hoax. Right? No, you know? it's not nonsense. Is there more to it than Probably. what Fury and, and Mysterio are saying in a trailer? Probably. This They say this movie has a lot of twists and turns that yes. is very unpredictable. Which, again, is... is Extremely shocking because I feel like most of the people who have seen this movie no feel like villain. it's very mysterious cookie cutter. Yeah, these yeah. mystical things are fake. Mysterio is, is pulling the strings, and he probably isn't telling the truth about exactly where he's from. Yeah. So the fact that this is they're saying tomorrow that all these all these things are, are very unpredictable shocking. and shocking as to yeah. how everything goes down is shocking to me. Yeah, and I read at least at least one person said they were huge Mysterio fans. Everyone and they, keeps and they talking were, about. Yeah. They're extremely happy and excited with with what was shown to them it's, regarding, it, and it's just strange role. because like villains very rarely do you say I I love the villain because like you I was happy for the villain I was happy about the villain you know like Dylan Hall did a great job what a fun character you don't hear fun about a villain you know like it's very rare so is he a villain is he a villain for ninety percent of the movie or you know is he a hero for ninety percent of the movie and Turns at the end, like I, I don't know. I get the feeling his heel turn is gonna be epic. Mm. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know how you sell someone who's known, who's for, obviously a for, villain for fifty years as a villain. He looks like a villain. He smells like a villain. <laughs> Jake Dylan don't look like no hero. <laughs> he gave him a beard. And He's a beard. Come on now. He, he looks like a villain. Suit. So how are they gonna sell him as? A villain when they eventually do the heel turn, I think is gonna be. Epic. And you're conf- you're you're conf- still convinced he's a he's a villain. No, without question, he has to be. Without Again, question. I I just I don't think all these reporters like reported him as the villain to then not know to then not know. Oh, by the way, he's actually a hero. Maybe they just heard he was playing Mysterio and just assumed he's a villain like everyone else. But you know, similar to the MJ thing. I I, think- and, I, and I also feel like I, personally, I don't think that they could have successfully. I, I may not give not give enough credit. I don't think they could have successfully. Made this many people this happy with Mysterio being a hero. Yeah, that's too it's too polarizing. <laughs> it's too polarizing. Somebody would have said this ain't nothing like Spider Man. Yeah, and I'm only on one person who didn't really like the movie that much. Uh, all other things that I've seen, 
something else I want to point out. Um, I'm not seeing too much hype or any comments regarding any side characters. It's mostly just Holland and then Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, one but, comment about Zendaya. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a few, a few Zendayas. So what do you guys think about Zendaya or any of these? I mean, it seems like she'll have a larger role than she did in the first. Which well, is, she caught my attention as soon as I'm on Instagram. I'm scrolling down, and her set, her her promotional hair. picture is red hair, in a very MJ like outfit, and the caption is, uh, uh, "Face it, Tiger." Yeah, that's what people have been talking. I don't about. know if it's just it, it could. I don't know if it's the Brie Larson just complete utter like fake out of the I got the th- gauntlet when she didn't actually get the gauntlet, but that's gonna get my attention. It got my attention. Uh, I expect to see a transformation from MJ in this movie. It makes sense. It makes sense. I hope so. Maybe that's one of the post credit scenes. I don't know if that's shocking to me or like. I mean, maybe in movie it would be shocking, but like. Yeah. You, th- you think this is going to be better than Homecoming? Yeah, absolutely. At this point? Absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen Homecoming the movie, is a very good movie. But. The way people the are talking about it? crazy right now. The hype tells me yes. I kind of agree with Kendall. Now, it doesn't mean that the Last they, Jedi, they could be wrong. Shemari, I could end up watching yeah. and saying, I like Homecoming better. But what am I expecting? I mean, I'm expecting it to be better than Homecoming. Mm. Yes. And I was probably expecting it to be a little worse than Homecoming when I was going in. I know I was. Um, I didn't know enough about the movie. They, they still haven't really told you much. At least until the second trailer. The second trailer gave you a little bit more. So I really didn't know what to expect. Still, now have <laughs> you gotten this close? Now I'm 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 all in. Mike Ryan, uh, tweeted, Spider Man had three legit holy ish shocking moments. Wow, I mean, a Spider Man movie. Yeah, that's why that's crazy to me. Mm. A Spider Man movie had three moments from not someone from don't know who don't follow movies or don't watch Marvel movies, someone who lives and breathes this. Uh, you know, entertainment writer of rocks. Three moments, completely holy-ish moments. Mm. Oh, I'm telling you, this movie. This movie. I know Endgame is it's is is what it is. This movie is not messing around. Yeah, uh, this movie is not messing around. I, I what, think we're gonna come out of this saying this is one of our five favorite MCU movies. Which this is gonna be your favorite star favorite uh, Spider-Man movie. That's high praise. I'll, I'll, I'll think, I don't think this is going to take the title from Spider-Man. Spider-Verse. Oh, are you going to say Spider-Man? Because mm, that is the best one. Yeah, that's my favorite Into Spider-Man. Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse? Yeah. Better than Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I, I like it more than Spider-Man it's, it, And I I, I'm a Spider-Man 2 stand, but it's better than Spider-Man 2. I just rewatched it, actually. <laughs> Spider-Man 2? Or in Into the, the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just talking to someone at work who was like Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. Someone who's not a Spider-Man fan. She's like, that is a perfect movie. And I'm someone who has, she was like, I'm someone who has very, very, like, I'm very much a snob when he the movie. That movie is perfect. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's an animated movie, so I guess I just look at it like, you know, it's got a, it's got a cap. You know what I mean? It's got a... That movie has... Not all animated movies. Movie like, if you're in animated movies, you're not great, like, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> you know? There's so many great animated movies. Man, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in two weeks. Uh, I, my excitement level is... Is at a fever pitch. I I hope that yeah. I wish this movie was out today. I mean, I yeah, honestly, I really like, really feel like I I, I want to see outside of Endgame and 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 Infinity War. I haven't been this excited for a movie, a comic book movie in or any movie in a long time. I, after probably these, civil after war. these reactions, yeah, I, yeah, it's probably civil war. I agree. Same exact same feeling. Mm. 
um, staying in the Spider-Man uh, spectrum of the conversation. So uh, we had a lot of talk about Venom this week. I was a little surprised that Venom became a very Maybe much it's a Sony con- stuff. You know, subject. Yeah, Sony is involved. They're doing their press run, so I guess that's why he's coming up a lot. And we had two major uh, comments. One come from A. Pascal, who confirmed that Tom Hardy will indeed be back for another Venom movie. And her comments were a little interesting to me. She said, I, I can say that Tom Hardy will be back magnificently playing that character as no one else can. She added, it's a couple of things. One of them is that Sony did a great job uh, creating that franchise and giving it to giving it life and giving its own world. And uh, then there's Tom Hardy. She also said, when you think of Venom, you'll never be able to think of anyone but Tom Hardy sitting in that bathtub of lobsters. I swear I thought that was a troll comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I think of Venom, that is that never comes to mind. If he does, I know, especially for you, it's negative. It it will never come to mind. I can't <laughs> even get that far. I forgot. I literally had to sit there and be like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah, I, I sat there for a good two minutes and was like, like, that scene was stupid. I was like, oh. And the thing is, it ain't even a Venom scene. Yeah. Venom is not even in the scene. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Brock. Yeah. So, it spoke to me a lot about just what I do feel like is sometimes some tone deafness from movie executives. There's a movie that done it did extremely well, but the idea that they thought that she thought that was a signature moment for the Venom character and its history of Venom being a thing was crazy to me. Anyway, uh, and then we had uh, Kevin Feige, who also was speaking about Venom as well, along with uh, many other comments regarding. Um, just exactly what was going to be happening with the MCU. He said that it was, quote, likely that we would see uh, Spider-Man and Venom crossover. Uh, Ironically, Pascal was actually a little more hedging and saying that, you know, it's something that definitely could happen down the road, but, you know, it was unclear what the future exactly held. Feige, I think, made something along the lines of, it's basically up to Sony, but considering... Who the characters are, it's likely you'll see that. I feel like that was Pascal was almost like trying to be coy or whatever, trying to tease and Feige like, nah, screw you, tease. Like, you guys want to screw up my character, whatever. Yeah, it's happening. It's more than likely, they're gonna do it. I have nothing to do with this, but that's, that's what they're doing. Yeah, it was almost like CM Punk uh, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, the pipe, exactly. Pipe bomb. Yeah, <laughs> Feige's pipe bomb. Uh, so either one of those two things, uh, Venom, Tom Hardy being Venom again doing another Venom movie and the what seems like the increasing possibility that it will be Holland and Hardy crossing together past in some way. Yeah. Um, I'm still not buying the Hardy-Holland thing because... You're, you're not buying that. Really? Uh, unless it happens sometime in the near future. If they if they plan it, like, if they're saying, like, yeah, like, right after Venom 2, like, that's the next one, maybe. But a lot of this is going to... Ultimately, hinge on the popularity of Venom Two. You know, if Venom Two is is bad, like train wreck bad, if it does all poorly in the box office, which I think it actually could, because again, and we talked about this before, but like it's a bad. The movie wasn't that well received to begin with. You know, a lot of people, but it was well received from fans. Fans enjoyed it, fair enough, but it wasn't a good movie. So no, it was not. The second one, are people? No matter how much fans enjoyed it, are people really going to be like, all right? I gotta see Venom 2. And beyond that, 
are people going to be a little bit more sophisticated in terms of, all right, what are the reviews like? You know, what are people saying? Now, look, it's going to help that Venom 2 is going to have carnage in it, so that should help the marketing. You know, it should be that should be very easy to market. You know, Woody Harrelson versus Tom Hardy, Venom versus Carnage, like, that's an easy, you would think that's easy money. That's an easy sell. It's an easy sell. I'd see know. that movie, even though the first one was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, but if people don't see that movie and... If, if any stu- any studio that's not Marvel Studios should be concerned about the numbers of Dark Phoenix. That has to be alarming because Dark Phoenix, obviously, there are some reasons why Dark Phoenix did bad that are extenuating circumstances that don't apply to other studios. But still, mm-hmm. that's an X-Men movie uh, from a major studio that is bleeding money. You know, it did horrendously. That should alarm someone like Sony, who's doing a Venom sequel, just like Fox essentially doing an Apocalypse sequel, similar type of movies, Hmm. and nobody cared about Venom. Maybe people, I mean, nobody cared about Dark Phoenix. Maybe people will care about Venom too, but I would just be concerned. Which is why why I'm not guaranteeing we'll see, because if that movie does terribly, it's it's a smart business model. At that point, on Spider-Man and Venom. I do feel like, Sham, one of the differences between uh, X-Men, what X-Men's going through right now, and what potentially Venom would be going through is, I don't I don't know if Fox, Fox hasn't marketed the X-Men correctly since Days time. of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. Which exactly. now is, what, that's five, six years ago? Yeah. It's a long time ago. Logan was all yep. right. Logan was interesting because Logan was, was, yeah, it was bare minimum marketing. The trailer was just amazing. It was just an amazing trailer. It was, but the trailer came out like a few months before the joint. It was, yeah, that was not a market. I don't think that was, I don't know if I can say that was a well marketed. They could have done better. Yeah, for such a great movie, as great as that movie was, they could have done much better. So, so the difference between them is that Sony has marketed uh, Venom. It was a masterpiece from a marketing campaign. Yeah, it was the top, the top five. We've seen top of the line. He was everywhere. Oh, they yeah. used yeah, he was everywhere. His, his TV spots well. They used the promotional art extremely well. You could say whatever you want about that movie. That marketing campaign attracted people elite, to that movie. Yeah. It was elite. So that's the difference is that while, yes, they had issues with the actual execution of making a Venom movie, getting people to see it was not their issue. I don't know because and because so many people seem to be fine with that other that movie being what it was. I'm not sure if they're gonna have those issues if they put together a similar marketing campaign, especially that marketing plan campaign includes Carnage. If it includes Carnage, it's a wrap. That movie could push a hundred million in one weekend. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Venom itself attracted Carnage is like it, it when it comes to how Venom success was successful because it attracted the horror people. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't rated R, so the kids could go too. It attracted the horror people, it attracted the superhero people, all of them. All, especially, especially anyone that likes Marvel or Spider Man, they were all going to see Venom. So I mean, you had all those people. That's for our parents, apparently. They, they were well, not yeah, well, um, But you <laughs> they had, don't, they're not interested in bad superheroes. You had the MCU people who were like into Marvel movies and hero movies, and they know about Venom because Venom's attached to Spider Man, so they're gonna go see this movie. So uh, you have this guy come back, and you're adding Carnage, who is an even more extreme Venom. You know, I mean, come on, people, people are gonna go see that. So I feel like it's gonna be a box office hit. 
It's got to be good. I mean, if this movie, I'm not putting it past and make a trash villain movie. I'm not saying it will be. But here's also I why I don't it's, put it's it trash. I'm, here's why I also don't put it past the whole Highland Hardy crossover. Because if, even if they mess up again, the one the one thing that they may be able to still sell people on is, hey, Marvel's doing this yeah. one. Like, okay, maybe we couldn't do a Venom movie, but a Spider-Man movie with Holland, who yeah. I think, I mean, excuse me, with Hardy, with who I think even people who dislike the movie think that he was really good. Right. Well, with this talent and this character, and just let Marvel handle it, well, then, you know, they're going to do it right. People so you should still go see, see it. it. Yeah. So I think that they might hold that Trump card, so to speak, in their in their pocket, which is why Pascal, when her comments were, were quote, everybody would love to see that. Talking about a Holland Hardy crossover, you never know. Someday it might happen. This would essentially—I mean—it would be a super movie, you know. Like Fox talked about a couple weeks ago, how they wanted to do their super Fox Marvel movie with all the a Civil War type with the X Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool. Like Civil Marvel essentially did it with Infinity War. Like I think this would be their super movie of like Sony, like we're just putting Spider Man and Venom. Like it might not make any sense, but we'll find a way to cross their BBS. They're BVS essentially, you know. Be, I mean, from a marketing campaign, like we have a, a Venom who's had two movies, Spider Man who's had two or three movies, put them together, making crazy money. I, I know one thing. I think I Spider. I think Sony is really, uh, is really confident that we're going to be ushering in a new era of Spider Man content, fan fandom crazy content. I think they they feel like their brand is on the cusp. Of being white hot, I mean, Spider Verse. Once, once this once this movie drops, they could they could do whatever they want. I think mean, that's what they think. I mean, could, they're already right, creating yeah. a whole Spider Verse universe. Yes, I mean, so I mean, which I mean, that's going to be successful. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel yeah, like as long as they get the right people, Gwen movie, they're doing TV shows. Apparently, <laughs> Sony's like, how do we cash in? Yeah, you they're know? just trying to cash in, and 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 they're and they're gonna do it. They're yes. gonna make money. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to every single one of those movies. Yep. Maybe multiple times. <laughs> they, ain't never, they ain't never given up the rights to. Can't wait for the Spider-Man Spider Noir movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, don't don't diss uh, Nick Nick Cage, man. Nick Cage did did his thing in that uh, Spider Verse movie. Um, staying with Kevin Feige, uh, he had some comments this week talking about uh, what the future holds for for uh, not ju- not only uh, you know Venom, but he also spoke a lot about what the future holds for. Some of the other characters that he's now focusing in on, including uh, the X Men and Fantastic Four. So he was asked about, uh, you know, what the future is about uh, Deadpool, considering there have been these rumors that Deadpool could actually be somehow infused in a Marvel, a Disney Plus Marvel show, or maybe infused in a uh, Spider Man movie. He said, "No, I mean we're certainly having conversations about the future of all those Fox properties. How to weed them in and when to weed them in." That one in particular is not the case. So, in that, in answering the question about Deadpool, he confirms that one conversation happening about about those characters. Because I know before he kept saying there are no conversations happening, so that we've gotten to a different phase in his answers. But the truth is, we still don't know. Two, he used the words "weave them in," which I think is interesting to me. I think that that's why I pushed to talk about this on the show because we were kind of on the fence whether or not these these were even comments that are even worth mentioning. But when you say "weave them in," That speaks to me to the fact that they're going to somehow be created within the MCU. I don't think there's going to be an alternate reality situation. I don't think there's going to be 
uh, oh, there's an X-Men movie that stands alone by itself, and then somehow years later, then they get included, or Fantastic Four doing the same thing, which is something people have suggested. I think that Feige may be tipping the hand a little bit, saying, no, they're going to be included in the MCU. It's just a matter of how to do that. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I think we, you know, I think we had assumed that as well that that was going to, that that was what was going to happen. It's just a matter of how that was going to happen. Um I think it's also telling he's saying he's going to weave them in because that means that they weren't they that it kind of basically indicates that he wasn't lying before when he was mentioning how they had not planned on getting these characters. They had acted and had they filled out their whiteboard completely assuming they were never going to get these characters. Yeah. And now they're trying to find a way to include the, these characters into their stories, and he's finally telling us that he's going to do that. Um, you know, and I have, I have, you know, when it comes to Feige and the rest of his team, uh, whatever I know, with Lucasfilm they have a story group, whatever story group Feige has. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I I have the utmost faith that they're gonna find a way to include these characters in. I mean, I feel like they did so with Spider Man relatively easily. Not even relative, yeah. really easily. They just oh, threw him yeah. in. Oh, yeah. They just threw him in. And, and <laughs> it was like, this is our Spider-Man. This is how he's going to fit in this movie. And it fit perfectly in Civil War. And they just, it was just going off from there. So, I mean, I feel like they could... Uh, I mean, it's trickier now because you have this whole mutant thing. And that's that's a much that's a huge deal. Fantastic Four, I think... Are Fantastic good. Four, I think they'll have an easier time. They'll have a much easier time than, than what's the name, I agree. Than, but than with X-Men. X-Men is going to be extremely tricky. I think the X Men are more popular, as well. So, I mean, I don't know. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Now, would it is, is it conducive or is it smart for them to just say, you know what, like the X Men? I don't think they're a tainted brand because I mean they could make an X Men movie next year and people would see it if it's Marvel. But mm-hmm. Fox hasn't been a Fantastic Four movie for a while. Maybe just the timeline makes sense. Well, introduce Fantastic Four first, and then you know maybe do the X Men two three years after that. Right. Will people accept that? I think people will accept anything at this point because it's Marvel. Like, I think people would, if they did a Fantastic Four, people would get excited for that and be patient about, uh, whatchamacallit, patient about the X-Men. Um, but, I mean, look, this is going to be interesting. Um, I feel like the... With, like, I agree with EJ that when he says they're going to weave them in, um, one, I think they have a plan in place. I think that's clear. Yes, I because Feige's right. nixing the Deadpool yeah. and Spider Man right. thing makes me think one, he knows what Spider Man three is about and has nothing to do with Deadpool. Sure, and two, he probably knows has some idea not going to be a Disney Plus thing, not going to be a Spider Man thing with Deadpool. They have. I mean, he's he's honestly the guy that can answer these questions because yes. he is the one who's closest working with Sony on what's happening with Spider Man, and he is the he's one developing the Mar- the Disney Plus content. Right, so. He's the one that's going to have the answer to those questions. I know he's the president. He should answer answer everything. But those two particular things, he actually has even more say in and more uh, uh, skin in the game, so to speak, than maybe even someone like Iger, who may, is not involved directly right. in those, Iger can only in those properties. Yeah, he's like a sports owner. That's gonna. Uh, are you guys looking at trading this guy? No, no absolutely not. It's like, <laughs> he doesn't know. Like, the GM knows. He doesn't know. Right. So, um, he only knows once the GM says, hey, yeah. I'm going to trade this guy unless you say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think the plan is in place. I think, I not, I think he's right. The, I don't necessarily say that, I wouldn't necessarily say that Jeremy Conrad was incorrect in his reporting. 
or what he was hearing or what people, what, whatever source was saying. But at the time, that may have been the conversation or maybe they got old information. But now we're, what's that, what was that, a month ago? You know, maybe the report might have been a week old or a month old source. I love Jeremy Conrad, by the way. I just oh, gotta yeah, say that. Yeah, great. I love how he always wants smoke with people. Yeah. And, like, I feel like he wants smoke with, like, no way he's even asking for it. Yeah, he just, you know, he just talks he about just, how dumb people's theories are. And yeah, I love, I love, yo, we gotta have Conrad on this show, man. Yeah. He's a funny dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had some funny things to say about, uh, you know, he's like, people, when, when people tell me that they're gonna introduce the X Men at, at San Diego Comic Con when they just came out with Dark Phoenix, <laughs> like Marvel, it was like the, the Ice Cube, you know. Meme. <laughs> um, nah, but, uh, I mean, I definitely feel like they have a plan in place, and I think they they know what they're going to do. What that is, I don't think they'll tell us for a while. Um, but my guess is that it will involve Fantastic Four first, and That's, then yeah, and then the X Men eventually. I do want to get to what what that means for Comic Con, but I, before I get to that, I also want to talk about what he mentioned about Black Widow because although the Black Widow stuff was a little interesting to me too. And I actually found it maybe even a little more interesting than uh, what we heard from him regarding the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Because he talked about, you know, he kind of pretty much addressed straight on the idea that people are like, oh, it's a sequel. Does this really matter? Should we really care? And he said, quote, there's a method to the madness. There's always a method and doing things in an unexpected way is something we find fun. There are ways to do prequels that are less informative or answer questions you didn't necessarily have. Then there are ways to do prequels where you learn all sorts of things you never knew before. He then pointed to Better Call Saul. And neither of you guys watch Breaking Bad. But Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad. And in many ways has shined lights, a light onto things happening in the Breaking Bad universe that you didn't even know were even things. And he so said watching the original Degrassi. And then watch the <laughs> 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 I was like, you watch the original Degrassi? I'm, no. learning, I'm learning things. Degrassi High. Uh, he, said, <laughs> he said a prequel that almost completely stands on its own apart from Breaking Bad because it informs you about so many things you didn't know about before. Those are, ve- those are very pointed comments. So it's Kevin Feige Breaking Bad fan, apparently. Yo, he's got to love all. Probably. If you're a good human being, you'll love, you'll, you'll be a Breaking Bad fan. You guys gotta watch Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is one of the best shows I've ever seen. CJ's attacking our character, man. <laughs> no, I'm saying you guys never watched it. Oh, oh you're saying you, if you, you have watched it, yes, you're gonna like. Yes, you, you're a Breaking Bad fan. You are. You, you got to be a good human because that show is epic. You guys like Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter was on that show. Um, that this is, these comments are very, very, very fascinating to me. They're very fascinating because to me. I kind of get seeing this is like now I'm excited for this movie because I'm what I'm hearing from Homecoming, like far from home, far from home. Sorry, I think that Marvel has gotten a little bit of heat for I think people feeling like their stories recently that weren't Avenger related were just treading water. Right, just keeping one hundred cookie cutter, same formula. Ant Man, Ant Man and Wasp, Spider Man Homecoming, um, Ragnarok was good, but right, I'm gonna throw Ragnarok in there. None of these movies, I think, were groundbreaking. Nope. Right? And that my fair to say that? And I like all those movies. I love some of those movies. Last one was probably Civil War, which is basically an Avengers movie. 
Right. That's why I say Avengers related. That wasn't Avengers related because Civil War was in that. To me, I'm excited because I think that perhaps Marvel is going to try to be much bolder, at least in these next few movies, than what we've seen. Doctor Strange is another movie. Not groundbreaking in what they were presenting. Black Panther was. Black Panther was. Black Panther was an entirely different ballgame. Captain Marvel, I don't know if you mentioned that. It's another one. It wasn't really. Yeah, Captain Marvel, similar. So, when I see this, and he talks about how much this is going to answer questions that we didn't even know we had. Again, I I, th- I think that this is gonna one hundred percent set up what the what the the conflict is in the next phase. Or you think a secret invasion? Possibly. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind when he says the way he's talking. It sounds like he's talking about secret invasion. That's what he sounds like. It could be something totally different, but it sounds like to Ooh. me. These are the kind of questions I was seeing when I, mean, I was reading the stuff about what was about happening the, before Secret Invasion. I mean, these, are, these are how the comic book writers and the so, people, Joe Quesada and people at Marvel were talking. So so here's how I feel about about that. Okay, because... Um, well, first of all, from a, from a storytelling standpoint, I would love that. I would be extremely excited. I would be going crazy in the theater. Right. All that stuff. Do you feel like that undercuts Black Widow and her having her movie as a character well, at all? If she's like a scroll or something like that, and it's like, oh, okay, so I think none of this stuff matters. As just to be alien. honest, I, I think <laughs> no, because I think I'm gonna keep it 100. She's a dead character. Fair. I kind of think that if there's any character, this, look, this is not someone who has not had their due per se. I know you could say, well, they she didn't get her soul moved till now. That's fair. She's not but, Hawkeye. But yeah, she's not Hawkeye. This is someone who's been in a lot of Marvel movies. Has a beloved fan base. Had their own storylines. Has had their own storylines. Have been front lines in terms of this is an OG Avenger, and not a small one. Her death was massive in the last movie. I think that there was any. (laughs) You didn't see any game. If there's (laughs) any person that I think fits the mold for, okay, they've had their due. We can now tell our story. We can tell an awesome story involving this character. I don't think this is gonna be a, a secret invasion movie. Yeah, pre, I think pre, right. pre, I think it's going to be Black <laughs> Widow involved. But I think if there's from any the scrolls perspective, there's any character where they could spend watching, a, where they could, there's Black. any character where they could spend a, a large or at least a sizable portion of the movie, also explaining a lot of things, and and, and maybe taking your eye off the ball on certain things that may be important for what's happening in the future or the current timeline. This is the absolute now, character to do. Look, what I'll say, you can't do that with Chang Chi. You can't do that with a, a newer character that we're trying to introduce you right, to, and then right, right. you're doing all this other stuff. That's what they had the problem with in DC. Yeah. What I will say is, one also to answer Shamari's question about the takeaway, there were people, I, I imagine ourselves even that even questioned the idea of doing a Black Widow movie. Do we really right. even want to see this? But. If they feel like we do a Black Widow movie, it kills two birds with one stone, it gives Scarlett Johansson her story, but at the same time, allows us to introduce whatever they want to introduce, theoretically the Secret Invasion storyline, it makes more sense. Um, look, I, I don't, Secret Invasion is the only thing I can think of, but I don't know how that makes any sense. We talked about this before, we talked about this like a month ago, we were like, could because I don't know why we theorized that Secret Invasion could be. I think it was because of the timeline when we found out if it's a prequel, what story could they t- possibly right. tell that makes any sense or that connects to anything? 
And I was like, Secret Invasion. Well, you said, like Shamari said, what if Black Widow's a scroll? I, I mean, I thought about that, but like you guys mentioned last time we talked about it, she would have been a, she would have been a scroll when she died. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, that's why it's weird. I like <laughs> that the story makes complete. I mean, she's the perfect character to have been a scroll this whole time, and that would make it would blow people's minds. It would would it take away from the character maybe, but it, if we're being real, like I mean, I've, Black Widow is a character that you can do that with because. You could have the other Black Widow, wherever she's been, still be around, still be alive, mm-hmm. bring her back, like we saw in Young Justice with like Arsenal. Um, but at the same time, have that would be, be so weird because she wouldn't know any of these people. She could be a villain. I mean, except maybe Nick Fury, I guess. Maybe she doesn't know Nick Fury. Maybe she does. I don't know. But um, no. hey, like you want to talk about reboot? You know, I mean, Tony Stark's already dead. You know, we have a Black Widow that doesn't know anybody. Um, they, I mean, I don't know. But is there anything else besides? Is there anything else besides Secret Invasion? Like, it doesn't make any sense unless it's another character. But I mean, I it think, seems I like think the, that there. Are, I think there. Are, I think there are definitely. I mean, I don't think this is for sure Secret Invasion. I think that there are definitely other avenues they could be going. And like I said, I think that this movie will. Could it be setting up the Masters of Evil? We didn't. We don't even know. You know. Doubt that it's hard to do because. But, but I do think that it, I do think it will set up again. It will set up whatever the conflict is surrounding the next movies. You know, the last movies the conflict was around the Infinity Stones. I oh, like the phase. Right. I think that this. You will, think it's set? You think it's gonna set it up? Yeah, I think we'll have a much. I think Spider Man will begin the setup, and I think that by Black Widow we will have a very clear idea as to where we're going. See how I originally interpreted Feige's comments was that it would just shed more light on Black Widow as a character, maybe answer... I I mean, it, I think it would, it would just answer questions that we didn't really know we had, but just, just have us kind of look at this character in a different light and maybe look at her relationships in the MCU in a different light. That's how I had originally interpreted it. Um, you know, I didn't think that he would be hinting towards something like Secret Invasion, but, I mean, it is possible. I mean, I... I uh, you know, I I do worry that that is that introducing Secret Invasion or something like this would kind of undercut some part of Black Widow's character, whether it's her her inclusion in the rest of the MCU movies or her movie in general. Who's if, David Harder even playing? I know that's, that's off topic, but like that's something we haven't even. I mean, he could just be a general, a generic, you know, Russian military guy. Yeah, you know, you know. But is he playing of a character that would have a major impact? I don't know, but you know, he's not the thing. That was the theory thrown out there because you know he said something about you know okay. this thing is going to be very interesting or something like that. <laughs> Talking about the Man, movie, now, and now, like, now we're looking for anything. People are like, oh, is he playing thing? I'm like, so where would thing fit in a Black Widow? These people, man. Uh, watching to see Ben Mendelsohn on the IMDb Black Widow. Yeah, all right. Be like, oh my god. <laughs> Um. Look, I I think that again. I, I think I I think this to me tells me, look, Feige is a president of a major movie company, so he's gonna sell want to sell movies, sell me on stuff. I'm not trying to forget that, even though I know he's at heart comic book fan, producer. I also know he is a marketing man as well. I don't want to just lose sight of that, but I think that I think they've been hearing us say that y'all ain't doing anything groundbreaking. And it might not necessarily come from us, but from people. 
I think the, I think they've been hearing that. I think that, I think that Spider Man Homecoming is their first shot, saying, "Oh, we ain't doing nothing." All right. I think maybe or Black far Widow. Far from, far from home. Far, I don't keep saying. <laughs> far from home. We're <laughs> saying, "All right, y'all. We've been hearing y'all." And I think that Black Widow, another movie that people on the spot were like, "This ain't gonna be nothing." It's a sequel. It's a prequel to. And then when she died, they were like, "Oh, we definitely this, don't need this to see this." This is the one story. I can skip. <laughs> I think that they're like, "Oh, word." I right. two things. One, because I keep calling it Homecoming. Also, I'm gonna keep calling it Homecoming. Are we gonna admit that these were these were bad names? Hmm. Far from home, Homecoming. I keep calling it Homecoming. I'm never gonna stop calling it Homecoming. Far from home is not a good name. I'll, I'll, I would have gone I'll, with Homecoming too. I think it would be nah, easier. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They should have just did something about Europe, just like abroad. Spider-Man Euro trip, Spider-Man or even abroad. Like that's like that's easy to say. It's very. It just far, sounds stupid. Far from Spider-Man home is just a, it's a weird, mean, it's a weird phrase. Homecoming, yeah. It's just a, like I never would say the words far from home. Yeah. Like if I was ever like. Uh, if someone says, oh, where are you? I'm not going to say, I'm far from home. I'd say, I'm far away. Yeah. <laughs> far from home is a weird phrase. Yeah. So therefore, I never want to say it. I always say homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It's not a good name. Yeah. I think, we've, yeah, we've, we've I, I, I think far from home definitely could have been a better one. Yeah. But second thing, what if two things? Somebody was theorizing on the, the Avengers, which we'll talk about uh, at some point, the Avengers re-release, but... That's next. Um, that's next on the dot. All right, so I'll 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 let you segue to this after that. But um, after this, but um, somebody was talking about, and I connected this to uh, Black Widow. But we do have this Avengers re-release coming out this week, which we'll talk about. And it's supposed to be an end credit scene. What if the end credit scene is um, we uh, we go to Vormir and we see Natasha's body turns into a scroll. Or in the re-release? No. They're not putting that in the re-release. I agree. I, I don't say. know if that's no in the re-release. I'm like, bro, no, but, do that in but, the re-release? what if they put that in a Black Widow movie? Cut forward. <laughs> flash forward. <laughs> find out she was a scroll. Now, could you do that in a Black Widow movie and not tell that story? Unless they do tell the story? But here's a question that always still doesn't make sense. There's a way you can... I know how you storytell around it, but... Why would a scroll sacrifice themselves? Yeah, that's what we talked about too. Right? For, for that's what we talked for, about. Why would you, why is she sacrificing for the I mean, chance that, of yeah, maybe I mean, being Thanos? I mean, that was a that was the first thing that I was thinking, and I was just like, she must have just completely. The lost. only thing I could think of she must was have just gotten so attached to the event again. Someone who's a secret okay. agent stand. The only thing I could think of is there were sleeper agents that were scrolls that one hundred percent didn't know fully believed yeah, completely they were did not know. Yeah, they were whoever they were. Yeah. They really thought they were Hank Pym or whoever they were. There were some that were actual scrolls that were just you know in the cut who yeah. knew they were scrolls. Yeah. But there were a lot of sleeper agents too who had no idea that they were scrolls. And in fact, they were shocked when they were when the, the real people pulled up and they were like, "Yo, <laughs> catch this fade." They're like, "Wait, I, I'm me. What are you talking about?" Yeah. So that's the only thing. Could it have that Natasha thought she was a scroll and and not knowing she was not so right, not knowing she was a scroll and and then did that. Interesting. That's possible. Because, yeah, I remember we talked about it before. I was like, wow, she's actually. If you, if you might be, I'll tell you what, it, that to me is the only way you could make the secret invasion thing make great sense. Yeah. Is if you do it how you just said and then how I would explain that. Yeah. Mm. If it's involving Black Widow. Of course, there are other ways you can do a secret invasion. But if Black Widow's involved, which has been the. See, you know, anyone who's been on this tip like I've been, yeah. that's the point we've been, that's the person we've been pointing to. 
that's how you do it. Well, I mean, it is it is interesting that they're and we're, again we're going to segue to it right now, but that that they're re-releasing uh, this post credit scene yeah. right before Far From Home is going to come out. Um, so let's get to it. So, uh, so they announced this week that they will indeed be re-releasing Avengers Endgame. It is currently uh, second highest gross movie of all time behind Avatar. It's $45 million behind Avatar at the moment. And uh, Kevin Feige said that not only will the movie be re-released, but we'll have what I've seen, or I've heard to be probably up to like six minutes of new footage. His exact quote was, quote, This is not an extended cut, but there will be a version going to the theaters with a bit of a marketing push with a few new things at the, at the end of the movie. If you stay and watch the movie after the credits, there will be a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises, which will be next weekend. So, the tribute, from what I've heard, is Stanley, which makes sense. Okay. Good but fun. a deleted scene, I mean, could be an. If it's one deleted scene, he says one deleted <laughs> scene. Is that a post credit scene? I don't know. But a, a few surprises. Scene is not a post credit scene to me. I agree. That's not a post credit scene. That's in the movie. It also doesn't scream like major. I'm just, you know. It also screams like it, doesn't need, it didn't need to be in the movie. We've sung Marvel's praises this whole show. This is corny. This is corny? This is corny. Was it? Yeah. It's I mean, not only have we sung their praises, but I've also bashed James Cameron and Avatar and hoped to God that they would get passed up. I don't want to see them get passed up for this nonsense. Oh, EJ. This is nonsense. This is this is stealing people's money. This is not stealing people's money because the content is 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 new. Is and extreme. people can choose to do. No, I wouldn't say new. <laughs> I say the content is high is high quality. I want right. to see. I'm going to see Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War. I mean, excuse me, Age uh, uh, Endgame again. So, the, the, Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> the property that the, the content that they're giving me is high is high rate, and therefore I would pay for it. But I think that it is unfortunate that. From the basic rules of how we normally have done been doing this, uh, this thing of movie releases and what the records mean. Uh, look, I feel like this is kind of like the Roger Maris. We wanted to, they wanted to give him an asterisk because he played. No, Roger <laughs> Maris wanted to get the one the one the they wanted to give him an asterisk because he played more games than Babe Ruth when he hit his his, his when he broke the home run record. That eventually kind of that feeling went away, but initially people were like he got an asterisk. He played one more game or two more games than Babe Ruth did. When he hit his 61st home run, I'm not going to look at this record the same if they pass up Avatar. Avatar didn't do anything like this. This reminds me of, in hip-hop, if you've been paying attention, DJ Khaled is claims that he, he was not number one because Billboard didn't listen to, didn't like count some of his like streams or some of his uh, bundle sales that were part of some energy drink. Uh, uh, it was like an energy drink Ponzi scheme. <laughs> that he he that somehow you buy an energy drink you get a DJ Khaled album oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and somehow he thought that should have equated to him being number one because yeah. they should have counted that as an album sale. That's not an album sale. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was some nonsense. This to me feels similar. I'm gonna give you a deleted scene. That's hilarious. R.I.P. Stanley. Something involving Stanley, and we're gonna get the number one spot. I don't want to get. I don't want to get the number one spot for that. I think that's whack. You're like, why didn't you release this during the? Why did you release this when the movie came out? I don't like a month ago. I don't think this is going. I don't think there's going to be anything in this that's going to be groundbreaking. That's going to be news. It'll yeah. be news because it's Avengers Endgame, but it's not going to be anything that's going to really change we're much. Not, we're not going to see the X Mansion. We're not, not going to see, see a Black Widow scroll. <laughs> Definitely not. 
Nothing. So nothing that's going to make a difference in Phase Four, like a major, major difference. No. Wow. Eh, I, I feel mean, you kind of have to. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Hate, I'm not hating on Marvel. I mean, that would mean they would have to have shot it, and then not put it in the movie, mm-hmm. not knowing that they were gonna try to beat Avatar months later. Maybe they didn't, and then add it in. That like, why would you do that? It might not have even been about Avatar. And you're gonna do that while Spider Man is far from. We're gonna make the most money possible. But we want to, cause they knew it was gonna make money. So maybe they were like, we have a chance to make even more money if we don't put a post credit scene until the end. I mean, this stuff was definitely gonna be in the DVD. That's what I'm saying. Why? Why wouldn't you? It was gonna be in the DVD. This feels like I'm watching. I'm gonna be watching the DVD. So I'm gonna pay my twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and my popcorn, whatever I cost, popcorn and soda. But y'all, you guys didn't even give me a five minute featurette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's DVD stuff. This is gonna be the first one deleted scene and a tribute to Stan Lee. Like, what are the surprises? Are the surprises like twists? Like Thanos is alive. I mean, that's not gonna be the thing. But like, I don't know. It just feels like I wonder if you're gonna re-release it and hype it up. This, I mean, it's better to be something. I, wonder I mean, he's if, even I tempering I, expectations by saying this is not an extended cut. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if anyone's gonna when we see this, anyone's gonna be in the theater. They're gonna be like, "That was it." We're like, we're like when 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 they'll be like, "That was it." Some sweaty is gonna be like going crazy. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's one theater in America. Someone's gonna do that. <laughs> that was it. Oh yeah, that's the top of it. Why do I waste my money? Some guy's gonna be yelling and screaming and hollering. People are gonna tell him to calm down. Please leave the theater. Look, there's no wasting money in seeing Avengers Endgame again. It is a it is a. A accomplishment in in that's true. In, in, in I mean I feel, I feel like people need that, to go and expect that it. is a complete spectacle that we've never seen before and it deserves anything it gets, except for winning the number one spot because they're doing this. It's know. whack. I, I, it's whack to me. I mean, look. I mean, if they, it, I feel they like, came I, up short. It's I, okay. They're I number like, two. Look, I, mean, I feel like if they get it, I mean, it, I here's the thing. I feel like if they get it, um, this. And, and I don't know. I feel like if Feige, I feel like if Feige came out and said, and I feel like it, 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 I would agree with you if he came out and said, "This is footage that you all must see." If you're a Marvel fan and you haven't seen this footage, you're missing out. You don't know Thanos' story until you've seen this footage. Then I'd be like, oh. "The movie isn't complete till you see the movie." Yeah, something see. like that. Then I'd be like, "Okay." Or, or if he was like, "If you're a Marvel fan, see the Marvel cut." of Avengers Endgame Infinity War Part 2 then I'd be like okay you know but he's saying he's like listen we're re-releasing it with a few surprises a deleted scene and a tribute he's like so people know if they're going in they're like listen we're not gonna we're not gonna blow the world we're not gonna make the whole theater explode with all the crazy spoilers that we're gonna release in this but we cut. know but we we're know re-releasing but Sham we know that this medium is still a sensational medium and he, don't, he could say the truth and know that the headline's gonna be Marvel with new content for Avengers Endgame re-release. And then people are going to be like, yo, we're going to see we're going to see Wolverine in the next movie. <laughs> That's what people are going to say. They don't have... He doesn't have to... He could do the right thing, quote-unquote, which is what he did. And he even said there's going to be a marketing campaign behind it because I know that marketing campaign is going to be go see Avengers Endgame, the biggest movie of all time. Like, they're going to... It's going to be hyped up. He knows the hype is coming. And I think he's trying to temper expectations before that happens. Mm-hmm. But what his company is doing, I think, is whack. I want to see Endgame, and I will see Endgame again. But we know why they're doing this. And when you tell me you're doing it because you just want to be number one, I don't know. 
This is it's just it, it, it's not it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. Especially when I feel like you're not you're telling me this new content is I I just don't think it's gonna be anything. But I could be wrong. Now if it's something that's ground shattering, I'd be like, why the hell wasn't this in the regular movie? But the way he's talking, I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, let's now, guys, move quickly towards uh, San Diego Comic Con. So we were unsure, as Kendall said, about what the process was gonna be with Marvel for a while. We knew DC said we out, we ain't doing nothing. But Marvel, who we were on the fence about because of D23's convention convention this year, they said that they will, well, they didn't say, Deadline's reporting that um, while there's no concrete lineup, that there's a, a very good chance we will indeed be seeing uh, Marvel plans for Phase 4 and that Marvel will have a presence at San Diego Comic-Con. So this was then coupled by Feige comments on Comic-Con at the Deadline's report saying that Marvel will have a presence. And he said basically that if they showed up, uh, they would, uh, it would be a big deal. <laughs> so, well, he said, well, there'll be a lot to talk about if we're there. I'll tell you that. So, I don't mean, look, that's me telling me that they're going to be there. It'll be, look, if we connect all these dots, re-release of Endgame, Far From Home post-credit scene, and they're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, it's, there's going to be something great. Or they're going to have something to talk about. Something... Because they're gonna have to talk about what happened in Endgame and what yeah, happened in yeah. Spider-Man. Something big is coming with Marvel. Yeah, I think it, the theme of this show today is Marvel is about to is about to drop some crazy Which heat. Makes sense if we think about and we talked about it on the show before. They don't have much. They have nothing left for the year. Nothing. They don't have. Mu- they don't have anything to Black Widow. Whenever that comes out, Black Widow's the only movie next year, right? And, and besides Black- Eternals too. And Eternals. Yeah, and then twenty twenty, we only have Black Widow and Eternals. Not. A list movies in the in yeah. in the slightest. No flagship characters. No flagship no. characters. Now they have the Disney Plus rollout, which also that's could true. be part of the San Diego Comic Con thing, but that's going to be their big twenty twenty project. But they have to hit the ball running now. I think the, I think the Disney Plus stuff is going to be what they're going to try to. Um, it's going to try to uh, gap them to twenty twenty one because they know they don't have that big superstar movie coming out. They don't have a Spider-Man. They don't have a Thor. They don't Iron have a Man, Captain Iron Man, Man Captain America, or Black Panther. So, or Captain Marvel. So, or even the Guardians at this point. Yeah, even Guard- I agree. Even Guardians. So they don't have a flagship character or a flagship franchise that they know is going to be uh, a big, yeah, big, pencil big, it in for, big know, box off- million. Yeah, big <laughs> box office <laughs> yeah, success. So I think that they're going to try to... Uh, 2020 is going to be a gap year in some ways, though I think that they're I think they're already starting to think, look, Black Widow is not to be slept on. We're not going to be doing going big with that movie. I do feel like they're going to try to piece together the year with these other projects. I think that's where we're going to see Falcon and Cap uh, and Winter Soldier, uh, you know, WandaVision. I think those projects are going, to, are going to be big pieces of what Marvel's rollout is for 2020. I think we're definitely getting a slate. I think we're going to slate... Um I think it's very much going to connect to uh, wherever these post-credit scenes are in, uh, I was going to say Homecoming 2, <laughs> Far From go, Home. Um, Bad title. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think uh, I think we're going to be very pleasantly surprised. I think we may get some titles, some logos. You know, I, 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 you know I'm thinking they may have uh, quite a lot of things up their sleeve. And I, 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 I hope agree. so. And I agree with you guys. I think we're going to get a lot of stuff from the Disney, from the Disney Plus shows. Um, 
uh, hopefully, I mean, the one I'm most interested in is Falcon and Winter Soldier. So hopefully, we get some a lot more details on that. No, I think it's more likely that we get movie stuff at Comic Con, Disney Plus stuff at D23, because I think they're gonna do all Disney Plus stuff at D23. So it just makes sense. Like, oh, we do show The Mandalorian, we show Clone Wars, we show right. WandaVision. And that's closer know. to the release of the actual app, too. Yeah, you know, so that would make sense. It it would kind of be overload to do both, which may be why they're showing up at Comic-Con. Because most people are wondering, why wouldn't they just do this at D23? That's what they normally do, or sometimes do. But maybe they don't want to step on the toes of D23, or step on the toes of Disney Plus, rather. So um, it should be interesting. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I already made my. I already made the case. I don't think it'll be anything that we don't know about. Um, there will be something, you know. The stories I think will be new or stuff that we won't know. Titles of the movies that we won't know about. But like, you know, I don't think it'll be a. a I don't think they're gonna announce an, an X Men Fantastic Four movie. Like nothing has already not been reported. You know, I think we know Shang Chi's coming out. We know all these sequels are coming out. So that's my guess on what the slate will be. Um, our only non-Marvel story today, uh, at least as far as our stories of, of parts of the show. Yeah, we're Marvelites over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers uh, made some news this week because, uh, as being reported, I believe, by, I believe, the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, um, and the Imperial Broadcast, we, we reported this. J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams is nearing a, uh, and his uh, production company, Bad Robot, is nearing a $500 million deal with... Warner Brothers, so Warner Media. <laughs> They're paying a billion dollars to half billion Greg dollars. Ber- to Greg Berlanti and J.J. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Abrams. Billions going to their projects. I mean, it's a lot. Projects in their pockets. It's a lot, but hey, they, these things make a lot of money. Yeah, so, especially so those, since AT and T bought Warner Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Or, or so that has now <laughs> led to people wondering: Okay, well, is Abrams kind of the uh, the going to become the de facto Feige over at DC? Now that is he's he gonna signed do DC movies, even if he's not Feige, is is DC movies not gonna be in his realm since he signed this deal with Warner Brothers? We know he was very much in talks about doing Superman at some point, right? Um, so he's Green been, Lantern's he's been, been attached to him. He's been linked to DC movies in the past, and now he has his five hundred million dollar deal with Bad Robot. Um, wh- I mean, do we do we what do we feel like is his future? I mean, Mark Bernard and shout out to him, Fat Man uh, Beyond podcast with Kevin Feige. He said New Generation Media uh, uh, former correspondent, <laughs> one time correspondent. Yeah, we asked him, we, we interviewed him for a quick second at Comic Con. So shout out to Bernard. Um, I apologize. He, he floated the apologies for interrupting your lunch. He also floated <laughs> the idea. <laughs> we talked about him while he was sitting at a table. <laughs> was, I don't think there was any food around. Yeah, I don't know if he was eating the family. Yeah. That would be that would be weak. Yeah, you know, I, I, not, we did not approach him while he was like mid burger or anything. <laughs> Mark Bernard had a fine dinner that had nothing to do with us. He was he was unoccupied at the time we approached him. Before people start going on Twitter laughing us. Like, he's sweaty, you know, don't only let Mark Bernard eat a, eat a sandwich while asking some questions. Um, but shout out to Mark Bernard he talked to us a bit and on the podcast he did um, he floated the idea of what about J.J. Abrams uh, running DC he said suddenly you have J.J. Abrams the founder the foundry of remaking IP of overseeing massive universes of characters and Warner Brothers who currently has nobody overseeing the DC universe that is just conjecture but it would not surprise me one whit if it was like hey man you know who's awesome at doing this thing that guy you know what what we have, what have, what uh, I can't even read this. You know what 
we ha- we have that needs doing those guys, uh, and he'd be fantastic. Now, not to cut you off, but I have two things on that. Um, but it ties to that interview. Ironically enough, but remember what he talks about. Um, in that interview, we asked him what shows are you excited about. He said Castle Rock. That's now, the show he works on. Shamari, you said on Imperial Broadcast when we talked about J.J. Abrams, <laughs> that he's attached, J.J. Uh, Abrams has worked on Castle Rock. Yeah. So Bernardin has a relationship with J.J. Abrams. Does. Doesn't, doesn't have to be, he may not be best friends, he may not work for J.J. Abrams, but they have a relationship. Clearly. Two things. Is he putting this out there as a, I would love to see this because I love J.J. Abrams? Or is he putting this out there because he knows it's being considered? Or a third possibility. Is he part of the of the the, the the coalition of Abram links that are floating this out to the media because it's something that Abram wants. That's possible too. Abram's obviously rebooted Star uh, Star Trek. Worked. Relaunched Star Wars. That worked as well, initially. <laughs> he <laughs> has he has taken, and even to, he's a superhero <laughs> fan who just recently decided to, to launch his own Spider-Man comic book. It's a big release, which actually kind of pissed a lot of people off, honestly. But because the way it, people were thought we were going to get like a sequel to Spider Man 3 that was maybe coming in comic book form or something, that did, obviously didn't happen. But uh, Abrams and his brother announced that they were going to be doing a new Spider Man miniseries. So he, he, he's definitely someone who's seen the like projects, like create, like creating from scratch and. Or taking, adapting, t- taking on, stories. yeah, or adapting other yeah. stories, and he seems to be, and and and, what's interesting to me is this idea that DC is not being led by anyone because isn't Hamada supposed to be that person? Right. Yeah. That, that, that confused me. That's too. why I don't think this is the case. But you do think that him being in making DC movies is possible is a possibility. Absol- I, I think it's that. I don't think I, the only question DC. I have though is I'm giving the guy. I know Hamani ain't getting five hundred million. Now I feel weird that he's gonna be hiring somebody to do a movie for him, right? And the guy is making five hundred million. And we and talk, he's making yeah. whatever he's making. Now we talking about we. That's like the, about, that's like having like the you know that's like you know paying the, the offensive coordinator no more than the head coach. Yeah, that guy ain't the head coach no more. You know, paying the coach more than the <laughs> president of the organization. Exactly. Yeah, like, the thing I would say is, I think he will. Be, I I think this is about. Him doing movies, not necessarily running the DCU. I think he's right. he could do a Superman movie, he could do a Green Lantern movie. But um, I thought about that. But at the same time, Bad Robot, he's gonna be doing a lot. I don't think he, this is. I don't think they hired him to do DC movies. Like right. DC is one of their bigger properties at Warner Brothers, but he's gonna also probably be doing a lot of, a lot of other original movies. content, a so lot of other movies. Yeah, a lot of other things you know greg berlanti is doing he does a lot of dc but he also does riverdale yeah he's a lot of other stuff. <laughs> you know yeah. like so in my thing is like that's what i think this that's what i think this is um i think that's why they have walter amata i think he's the guy that can do everything you know and also i think that the new dc model is they want uh creative autonomy with their creators that's why a James Gunn can come in and do what he wants to do with Suicide Squad. That's why Matt Reeves can come in and do what he wants to do with Batman. That's why I think Abrams will come in and do what he wants to do with, my guess, Superman. But mm. could, it could be could be uh, Green Lantern as well. But those are the two that make the most sense. We know Abrams has a lot on his plate. I mean, Superman isn't necessarily uh, 
immediate dark. on the docket for right. DC. So attacking someone who probably will won't get to go won't get to Superman to at least another three years probably makes sense from DC's right uh, mm-hmm. timeline as well. I think they would be foolish not to utilize Abrams. Abrams is movie making talent. And look, I talk, I say a lot of you know what can be perceived as negative. Yeah, Shamari not an Abrams guy. Regarding man. Abrams, Shamari's like the Imperial broadcast. All right, look, Abrams, good riddance. You well, know. Okay, all right, I never <laughs> said that. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, with w- regards to Abrams, he's extremely talented. Right. He knows how to make movies, um, and he knows how to make them feel. He knows how to make these movies feel like home. You know, I feel like using it and having it look spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, having a talent like that and just not just saying, oh, well, we're not going to we're just we're just going to have him be behind the scenes or we'll have him like produce a couple movies for our for the DC EU mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's it. But I know like that's a complete waste of his. Yeah, his I, I think he will be involved in DC in some way. Is he running it? I don't know if all that, but I, he will be. I agree, he will be invested in some way, and that will be a proper use of his, um, of his talents. We are at now the new, uh, the new venture of the show that I teased earlier today. Kendall has been is the is, is the brain is the brainchild of Kendall Stewart. Yes. So if this is Give whack, me an experiment. so this is whack. Completely blame him. Yes. He's not on social media, so you can't find him. <laughs> but if you, but if you pull him up in the street, you can say, "Yo, man, your your segment was trash." So just <laughs> let that be clear. Um, but we're going to try it out today. I'm excited to hear what he's got to say. So, Kendall, uh, talk to the people about this new, um, about this new segment we're doing and what we have to talk about today. All right. So basically the segment, uh, as far as we go- keep going, as, as far as, as long as we keep doing it, it'll be, you know, I started off, it's called Unverified. That's the name. It'll be about, uh, essentially stories out there that are major, but in this same industry, the comic book movie industry or television, that aren't necessarily uh, from refutable or refu- reputable sources. Um, and so, for example, uh, we got discovered. Not no 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 shade on we got that discovered. We got discovered is trash or something. Uh, no shade on we got, got no sources. But they're saying from their own sources. This hasn't been picked up by anyone else. That uh, Daisy Ridley is being <laughs> talked about uh, for playing Batgirl. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. No one else is talking about it, but they're reporting it. I wouldn't feel comfortable enough normally for us to be talking about this uh, for a long period of time on this show. But what do you guys think real quick on the possibility of Daisy Ridley playing Batgirl? Shamari, Spider-Man is a Star Wars expert on the on the new generation media platform. Um, uh, I have to... I mean, I think she, if she could pull off an American accent, mm. um, I can see it. She's athletic enough. And, and having seen her uh, pull off stunts and, and do fights in Star Wars as she's been able to do, uh, uh, I can see it. She got to grow out the hair a little longer. Um, I'm not necessarily a, a Batgirl purist in that. She has to be a redhead. Like, eh. I mean, I mean that'd be nice, but... Look, the last time they did Alicia Silverstone, I think he could pretty much... No, we can only go off from there. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, like, <laughs> Uncle Alfred. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I'd be down. I think it's, I think it's cool. Um, I agree with the American accent thing, though. That usually isn't really an issue. It doesn't seem like it's an issue for anyone anymore. I guess it's so not th- that hard. I would say it was an issue for um, uh, the homie that played uh, Alchemy and Draco Malfoy. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, with him, I, I think it's noticeable. Oh yeah, with him. Yeah, right? yeah. It was they they kept his line to a minimum. Yeah, that's why so, he was always very like you know he was very like short with people because I think they just didn't want him talking very much. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say real quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the accent is something to think about, but it's not usually an issue. Huge name, definitely a huge name. Uh, huge we name. know those now. Batgirl, I think, is a pretty big name in itself. But we know with those characters, you gotta attract them with a, a big name. So Risley fits that. One of the hottest young actresses in Hollywood, and she's uh someone who is is not afraid of those act those action roles. So I would say definitely a decent get. They they are indeed trying to get her. Um, according to them, the Doctor Strange two villain is Mordo. Uh, and that you know, he's a full-on villain in this movie. Uh, and they also say that, uh, according to them or their sources, uh, Marvel is down to two for the Black Panther 2 villain. Um, apparently, it is down to Namor, and it is down to uh, Princess Xanda, who is apparently a more obscure Black Panther villain, uh, uh, obviously a princess from a neighboring country next mm-hmm. to Wakanda, another fictional uh country but she has mystical powers you know comes up you know she has extreme rage when she finds out that t'challa is married to storm um so that's the other candidate apparently so if it's mm. not one of these two then you realize why we call this segment unverified <laughs> <laughs> uh, on mordo mordo is not surprising they don't have to convince me why he's a full-on villain i know they went towards that path by the end of the last movie but you know, I think sometimes one of these issues the movies have are not fully explaining and making that heel turn worth it. I think the biggest movie I think about is uh, James Franco in in, in Spider Man Three. Like we see, you know, he learn he sees all of the uh, you know he sees all the the goblin stuff in his in his dad's thing at the end of Spider Man Two, and he figures out you know Peter had in some ways had something to do with what happened, but. We never get to like why he's now the Green Goblin. You know, none of that ever happens. It's yeah. it's a Spider Man Three is a terrible movie. I mean, the more I think about it, I'm like that movie was ridiculous. Um, so I hope that that's not the situation where somehow Mordo isn't just in the beginning like, hey, hey I'm I hate you, Doctor Strange. Like now I want to see him fully grow into his hatred for 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 Steven. So, uh, that makes sense. They teased it, teased it, but just make sure you sell it and it works. Two. On um on the other guy or uh, Namor or this Xanda, um Xanda I think they like the idea of possibly keeping the cast all black again. That's something that I think is important to them, and I think uh, a strong female villain, considering how much that movie resonated with females, makes a lot of sense. Name recognition is not that big, but with Black Panther it doesn't even matter name recognition anymore. I think it's just such a big character; anyone's gonna see it. I think it would be borderline foolish if you're down to Namor and Xander that you choose Xander because I think Namor has an ability to really change the landscape of how we look at the MCU where I think Xander kind of fits more into that cookie cutter line I was talking about people who have issues with Marvel before uh, I definitely agree with you on the, on the, the uh, with the last part I feel like if you're down to those two I mean um, I mean yeah, look I trust Coogler <laughs> if he yeah. prefers Xander do Xander you know, if he thinks that's the story that he's more comfortable telling or that he... Look, he, he got Killmonger over. He got... Killmonger was spectacular. He got Killmonger over in a way I never thought he could. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if he wants to do Xanda, do Xanda. 
but I would rather see Namor. <laughs> last, last two stories. These are coming from uh, the Marvel Scootmaster on Reddit. Apparently, fairly reputable uh, uh, Scootmaster. <laughs> when it comes to Marvel Cinematic Universe scoops. Shout out to Scoopmaster. Shout out to Scoopmaster. Maybe we'll get him on the show at some point. <laughs> I'm joking. Dude, that, that, that mo- voice modulator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Captain America is still alive. <laughs> he says that uh, basically the Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp characters, one, will not be, uh, they'll be in a diminished capacity, is what he says, going forward. That they may be on the shelf, more or less. Uh, and he also says we may not be getting a Thor sequel or a fourth Thor movie till at least 2023. So the Ant-Man stuff, I think is it's funny. You bring up the Ant-Man stuff. Cause I think Paul Rudd, I think it's kind of been hinting that there is Ant- no real Ant-Man future. Is at the end of this road. Cause he's like, Hey fans, you want Ant-Man? You got to launch a campaign for him. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> it was a weird, really weird comment that didn't seem to really get picked up by anybody. No one seemed to yeah, analyze what John he was Kennedy saying. John talked about it for a little bit. But when I heard that, I was like, what? A a million, multi-million dollar actor is begging fans to get people, get Marvel and make a movie for him? That don't sound like someone who's in their plans. So I think that Mm. we've probably seen the end of solo Ant-Man movies, uh, or at least primarily Ant-Man movies. I could see him maybe crossing over in a future Spider-Man movie, something like that. But I don't think we're going to see another Ant-Man movie. Last thing, uh, I talked to Shamari about this earlier in the week, but um, a couple of actors being talked about for Shang-Chi... Donnie Yen yes. could be playing either Shang-Chi or the villain, the old statesman, Mandarin, potentially. Uh, obviously, Donnie Yen, who we saw in Rogue One. But uh, also, um, forget the kid's name. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. forget from his name. Riverdale. But from Riverdale, from 13 Reasons, yeah, from uh, Reggie. from Captain or Shazam, I should say. The kid at the end who played uh, one of the Shazam family members. Yeah. Forget his name, Zachary. No, I think his name's Zach in one of the shows. <laughs> but regardless, Reggie and <laughs> Reggie, and Reggie and what we call it, Reggie in season one of Riverdale. Yeah, in season one of Riverdale. But he's being talked about. Um, he is not a martial artist, as far as I know. Uh, Donnie Yen is. Those two very, two very opposing. Also, like Charles Melton. Not Charles Melton. Oh, sorry. I know it's not his name. <laughs> um. I don't watch Riverdale, so I had no idea where they yeah. ended. Now he was recast the character. So. Yeah, he was recast. Oh, talking, that turn. might be the dude who's in another movie that's coming out. But um, Ross Butler. Ross Butler. There mm-hmm. we go. I was like, I know I recognize the name. Yeah. So Ross Butler is being talked about as well as Donnie Yen, as well as a uh, kid from Aquaman who was also in uh, Power Rangers, which I did not see. Um, uh, Ludi Lin. But again, Ross Butler. He's you know an Asian American actor, one of the bigger ones out there right he's now. Not a martial artist. Not a martial artist, as far as I know. Is that a concern? Yes. Uh, of what I saw from Fight Fans, now Donnie Yen. Because what I saw from what's the name? Uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah, it's a concern. Slight concern. I almost feel like they kind of have to. As just, it's Unless just, that's part of the it's story. Just, it's just gonna be difficult because you gotta have a martial artist who can act. Yes. And, because and they gotta look Marvel, at these guys. Marvel, <laughs> Jackie Chan's if, old. If it was up to me, I think Marvel <laughs> should go very much outside the box of how they make this movie. But Marvel has been again as the theme. Other theme of the show is Marvel cookie cutter. Is they've been very cookie cutter on how they do movies. So they gotta have a lovable protagonist who, um, who is funny, who is charismatic, and 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 can drive the movie. 
I, I think they should make this movie more like a Bruce Lee movie. And that Bruce Lee was charismatic and was great in acting, but he yeah, like I agree. but it, but like those movies are, are action movies. Now, They're just now flat Bruce Lee is a special movie. He's a special I think that person. the next the Shang Chi should be a Kung Fu movie. You know, but someone like Jet Li doesn't have the charisma of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. The huge star in his own right. But, but he's a huge star because his action movies are sick. So maybe that's what the, maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's what they need. That's what they should do. I right. think. I think they should do something like what we've seen from Jet Li. I just don't know. If that's Marvel has never thought about doing anything like that. So I don't think they like. Do we that. haven't seen a Jackie Chan or a Bruce Lee in a long time. Like those guys, there oh, aren't they, that many. They're, of them. they're the only ones. They're the only they're, ones. They're the only ones that can be they're like one of a kind. Superstar, you know, martial art martial artist actors. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want. I agree with EJ. I want to see a kung fu. Uh, Shang-Chi movie. Um, I, I don't I don't know what Donnie Yen... They got, I mean, they can't find somebody else. <laughs> you know? Donnie Yen is I, And I love Donnie Yen. He can't be look, Shang-Chi. Look, look. But, but he... But, I mean, I feel like he's... I, he's like... The, I feel like he's the only guy I see in these... We, martial, they want him to be Shang-Chi. martial artist roles. It's being talked about. He's 55 years old. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't... They talk he's about if Shang-Chi. he's not Shang-Chi, he could also play the... the he's villain. definitely playing the villain. He, he has Shang-Chi. to play the villain. Come on now. And if he's a villain, 100 That guy's not 55-year-old man. To be a superhero today, yeah, <laughs> uh, for a superhero to introduce him. that's not happening. Yeah. This is why this is the unverified. Yeah, yeah this is why we're about unverified. <laughs> Come on, now. that's ridiculous. That's the word. Donnie Yen. No effect to Donnie Yen. Yo, Scoop Shout Master. out to Donnie Yen. Shout out to Scoop Master. But come on now, Donnie Yen is not going to be Shane. I don't know if this, this was the hashtag show. It's not Scoop Master. Oh, okay. Shout out to the hashtag show. We covered them a bunch. They're, they they got dope content, but Donnie Yen is not going to be changing. Stop it. What was the other one before that though? You kind of jumped the shark on yeah, the previous. I was talking about one thing and he jumped to Shang Chi. But what was the other scoop? What did Scoop Master say? What did he have? Oh, Thor, Thor not coming until twenty twenty three, and oh yeah, I think it's yeah, we, yeah. You can talk about Ant Man or Thor. I mean, Ant Man. I said I said I said my piece on Ant Man. Thor. Yeah, I think Thor makes sense. I don't think that we're gonna see a Thor move for a while. I think he'll be in Guardians, and then what his adventure then comes beyond that is will be something new. I agree with that. I mean, I think that Thor prediction is very safe. I don't think we're going to see a Thor movie for a while. Um, I think Thor may be mixed in. Thor may be mixed in with whatever the next Guardians movie is. So, um, yeah, I think for us seeing a solo Thor movie, I think that we might not get that for a little while. Yeah, Rock, Rock, um, well, and with, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, I don't know. I feel a little bad because I was hoping to see at least more of the Wasp. Mm. If Paul Red, you know... Uh, was going to not be coming back for a while, um, but uh, well, I think he will. I think they'll be in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just don't think you'll see them anymore. As they're not getting their own movies, they're not movies. getting their own movies. Yeah, yeah that, they, they, yeah. they don't want that. Either way, I think that's a shame. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, it is what it is. I guess. Yeah, Ross Butler is going to sit down with Feige apparently, according to this source. They have a meeting, mm. so very, as well as Ludi from 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 Power Rangers. And Donnie Yen is being out to play somebody. Uh, thank you, Kendall, for Unverified. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that segment of the show. It was brand new, and I think it went pretty cool. But let's uh, move on now to the rest of, of, of the of this show. And this is we're at the at the end of the show, so we're at the show recap. So this week we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Krypton. So we'll start with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I thought this episode this week was a, a Jenny Caliber episode. A Jenny nomination caliber episode. This was a Fitz Simmons centric episode, and it centered primarily on um, these two. After the previous episode, the previous week, which they were um, captured 
by the uh, the 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 robots slash aliens. What what is it? What are they called again? The Chronicon. The the, the Chronicoms. Chronicoms. There you go. Um, after being captured by them and trying to break out a semi, uh, a Fitz who was in in captivity, uh, Gemma is is basically offered up by Enoch yep. and to to Fitz's very much his displeasure to to help the the the, the Chronicons in their quest to, to, to save their world by going into the past and using time travel. Because they're saying that Fitz could definitely uh, replicate time travel because if Gemma is on the line, he could do anything. So this brings us to this episode where we see they're in some kind of mind trap situation. And this is where I will, while this episode was outstanding, I will give it up a little bit to John Campion known hater of this show not of the new generation podcast of Ace of Shield <laughs> no both um no. yeah he may hate us I don't know hopefully not um I've, I've I think that his hate for this show is ridiculous but he has mentioned that the Agents of Shield one of the issues has been they've kind of gone to the well of kind of similar stories too often and when I see okay they're in a fake reality within their own mind couldn't help but think okay We've seen this movie before. And perhaps it takes a little bit away from this episode, a little bit. But the execution and and, 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 and really, to me, what they've done is they've given um, the the characters, the, act, the actors that play these characters, Ian and Elizabeth, each, these last few seasons, they've been getting their own, basically solo episodes, uh, just character-driven episodes yep. and character pieces. And I thought it was really great that each of them got one the last two seasons. Gemma had one on that planet. Fitz had one trying to get into get into the uh, outer space. Yeah. And this time they put them together, which I thought made sense because they both had these remarkable performances in both of those episodes. And I think this one once again becomes a Agents of Shield classic, albeit they did kind of go back to the well in some ways, literally with how they brought back in the framework and and Fitz's alter ego. Uh, coming into the, uh, into the professor, coming into the, the, the situation. But, man, this was great. Uh, this was uh, riveting. This was um, a story that was that was legitimately, you know, heartbreaking at times, especially with the scene where, you know, Gemma's going over Fitz's death. Uh, it also has really funny moments, them yelling at each other in that, uh, in that you know, in that pod, yep. uh, in that containment cell. Um Gemma as a little girl. I mean, they, they, this this episode was just remarkable and how they were able to kind of bring all the emotions together. And I, I thought they, I wish, I kind of wish they actually would have fought out of that thing as opposed to Enoch just saving them. But I, I, I was, I, I that the ride that they took us on was so fun with those two. They they got great chemistry. They're two really great actors, and they showed it in this episode. Yeah, I thought this was a great episode too. I agree. I I think it should be a Jenny. Hopefully, it will be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought the acting was great. Um, I mean, their chemistry is great, of course. I mean, I thought some of the places they took us to in terms of those flashbacks was crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, going back to, to them season one, like, see, look like season one, Fitzsimmons, yeah, like pre season one, pre season yeah, one, one. Fitzsimmons, like rookie, rookie Fitzsimmons, like, oh man, and seeing, <laughs> and seeing, and seeing Colson in that, seeing light, young Colson. Like, this is Colson or like young Iron Colson? Man. This is like Iron Man One. That's like yeah, yeah. That's Iron Man One Colson. Like and seeing him play that character and how it's different than the Colson we see. Yeah. In the scene where Fist said, 
what we've seen from him the last few seasons. So, yeah, and obviously exactly. what we've seen from him now is a Sarge. Yeah, 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 Sarge. Um, Clark Gregg in the nuances. And also, now we got Captain Marvel. The yes, nuances right. that he has in playing the same character. The only guy he's I've a, seen. He's an A-plus actor. Uh, what you call it? Kavanaugh. I know you're going to go Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah. But Clark Gregg is, is, is just, he's big time, man. Yeah. So, I I mean, it was amazing seeing him play uh, himself in those different uh, roles. Um, uh, and it was just crazy seeing uh, uh, seeing those evil evil versions of themselves, too. We got to see Leopold again. Yes. Uh, which that's always the doctor. The doctor, yeah. I said or the professor. The, or the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Oh, man. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I love this episode. I what was, the, I what was, was the, the, the ghoul Gemma thing? Why, why would she like that? So she was locked all her negative feelings and emotions into a tiny little box, and that was like an evil Which is a, that's a thing that people do. Yeah. That's not like something I'm not unheard of. Yeah. But that, all those emotions then manifested into a horror monster, basically. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right. Which, at first, I was trying to tell if that was actually Elizabeth playing that character. Yeah, it wasn't until the end that I realized it was. I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, they really gave those two actors a real showcase episode. They, yeah, nah. Tell you what, whenever this show's over, they can have a reel to put together some really amazing content with those those two. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, probably yeah. But, um, they've they've had way they've had I th- I think they've had more of those really thing. growing personal episodes and moments than any of the characters on the show. I never would have imagined that. Um, I mean, one big fan of. Uh, you know, the fact that they keep reminding us that Fitz is a huge Manchester United fan. <laughs> I'm a big Manchester United fan myself. Um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think this was a good episode. Um, I kind of hope that this is, like, the end of the whole Fitzsimmons, like, not being together thing. Like, they're always separate. Always, you know. You know star cro- star cross lovers. Yeah, it's a star crossed, you know, stereotype, you know. But, the Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, the Romeo and Juliet narrative. But I feel like that this kind of puts a book you kind of put the close that's why since the series is kind of coming to a close uh, in the near future um you know I, I feel like this would if you're, if you're gonna do it I mean this is a good is a good way to do it it's a good way to kind of wrap that kind of story of them always being apart somehow um and always not getting the the, the happy ending I mean I think I think that in they even mentioned these episodes, those episodes I talked yes. about, the solo episodes. I almost think that those episodes, these, this kind of like is the trilogy. I think yes. this is like the conclusion of those episodes of yes. being hopeless and lost and looking for each other. And now that they're together, now they're trying to break out together. I think that this, I, I, I think it would be really enjoyable probably to actually watch those episodes in order. Yeah. And it probably would work really well. Um, but yeah, this episode was good. I also thought the, uh, I also thought the Deke episode was really good. Yeah, the one. Yeah, where, yeah. That, was, yeah. Oh, that Deke episode was hilarious. Was really yeah, funny. Was yeah, that episode was hilarious, man. Um, I mean, it just—it's like such a commentary on like, yes, just uh, like our modern like you know youth millennial like oh, yeah. you know <laughs> millionaire or like tech wizard or <laughs> tech, Silicon tech, Valley. Tech, Silicon Valley. You know, I want Boba. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that was. Oh. That yeah, mod, that 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 whatever that Snapchat, that, Instagram, that, that social sto- story. Oh, yeah, that post credit. That, that was credit, that was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and the was and cool. what's crazy about that was how you see during the entire episode she is like she's actually like, yeah, you know, she, taking yeah yeah you see the thing of everything yeah. and even when she's not. 
quote unquote on camera, you see her in the background yeah. like doing stuff <laughs> with the phone. So then to actually go back and see like what she was doing in those moments was oh that was that was genius, yeah. genius. That was awesome. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you know, so that's that's another episode I want to give a shout out to because um, they just yeah they did an excellent job, you know. Just with that whole story. I also thought, you know, we were 100% right about, uh, what's the guy's name, Kramer, or whatever his name was. Was that what's that name? Kerner, Kramer. Keller? Keller. Agent yeah, Keller. We, <laughs> Kramer. We were 100% <laughs> right about Keller being yeah, he, dead. He didn't make it. You know, yeah, no way. I think it was a little quicker than I expected. It was but, quicker than I expected, but he didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, he was dead. It was either he was dead or evil, you know. I would have put money on him being evil, but you guys put money on him being dead and... <laughs> he was, he was, he's dead. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, he wasn't gonna last very long. Um, this was these were good episodes. I mean, Agent Steel is definitely picking up the pace in the way that I like to see, and we'll see where they go next. But I thought this last episode was outstanding. I can't wait to see where they go next. The next episode is the halfway point of the season, I believe. Right? Isn't this a ten episode season? Oh yeah, I think you're right. I want to say it's thirteen. Oh, maybe it's thirteen. Uh, it's 13. It could be right. Hopefully, it's 13. It might be, I think you might be right. It might be thirteen. Swamp Thing is ten. Yeah, Swamp Thing is done. You know, they had to slash the budget. That's what episode four. But Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, so we get introduced to the puppet Swamp Thing. Yeah, I know, right? Um trying to figure this out. I think it's thirteen episodes. It could be ten. I'm hoping it's thirteen. <laughs> yeah, sorry, hopefully it's thirteen. Yeah, it's twelve. Twelve. Oh, it's twelve? Right, okay, good. Uh split the difference. Last uh, episode we're talking about show we're talking about this week is Krypton. Bloody so, Krypton. <laughs> Uh, we had the yeah. season premiere last yeah, week. Uh, Conor McGregor. Where we have yeah, McGregor you know, Lobo. Kettle <laughs> calls him McGregor Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I had to go on Twitter. I had to see, like, am I the only person to be calling this guy Lobo? Or, you know, are there other people out there that are that I'm sharing a brain with? You know, or am I the only person noticing? So, apparently, uh, this guy, Jason Credden, tweeted... He was like, I was all for Krypton until I realized they turned Lobo into Conor McGregor. <laughs> so I'm not the only one that thinks it. Uh, we were introduced to the main man, Lobo. Um, the notorious Lobo. <laughs> I think, I tell you what, I feel like the, I, I, Krypton may have the luxury of not being watched by that many people other than its hardcore fans. Right. I've seen the reaction to Lobo being very positive. Right. Mm-hmm. A little surprising to me. Cause he looks ridiculous. The look I can't really get past that much. Like they're he's supposed to look match, way more powerful than them. Yeah. Like they're punching him and he's not moving, but like he looks just as Right, right. It's kinda like he's not that brawl, yeah, he's not it's that like big. Cyborg in, in Doom Patrol. Right. You know. But Cyborg has powers yeah, that not, are very visible. They're like not making him strong. He can have an arm cannon that yeah. come out. Like Lobo He's got a gun. He's, he's like just pushing, pushing yeah. Adam Strange and launching him 50 feet, and he doesn't look that big. I thought the actor did as good a job as he could have done. I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, I thought he, he did a very good job. I liked him. He was funny. I like Conor McGregor as well. So. <laughs> he was funny. I think I, I I tell you what, I think that there's no question he probably took some some stuff from Conor McGregor. I think that he definitely was inspired. It definitely made him Irish. You know, yes, it is an Irish take on Logo Lobo, but Lobo is an alien, so he can kind of any, every he can have any accent, it's like the whole you know, Star Wars. Like, why why do have accents in Star Wars? <laughs> like, you no, know, Zod is British, so yeah, like, you exactly. know, so like you know, the, the Max, it doesn't really matter that much. It is interesting, but I thought the actor did his best. I thought he did, uh, he, he was in the role. Yeah. I mean, that was if you're gonna do Lobo on live action and be unforgiving about it and how ridiculous it may seem, how it look. 
They went all in with it. Yeah. He was cool. I do feel like he feels he feels out of place. I don't know how you guys feel. Like like this. Maybe the, that's why he's the getting story, on the show. The story is so serious and everyone else is so serious. To to see him he he, he sticks out in a way that I'm not sure is necessarily a good thing. But I, I'm willing to give him a chance. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be a <laughs> one and done, serious. and he's gonna be in the next episode again. Yeah. I, I want to see more of him. I like, like him. I like it. It sounds like he's gonna be in the season. Maybe this is why they gave him on the show. But uh, for, first thing I type in Lobo Krypton, this guy like I can't take Lobo and Krypton seriously because all I can hear is that Dublin accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dublin Irene. All right. All right. Oh so gosh, so I I mean look I mean I'm a I'm a Krypton guy. Yeah. Yeah, so you're the biggest Krypton guy here. I, I'm the Krypton guy. I I enjoyed these. I enjoyed the second episode. You know, I thought it was good. I think Lobo was good. Um, I agree. That, I mean, they should have made him bigger. They should have just made him bigger. That would that would that would have fixed a lot of things. I don't think they could. Um, like you you can't. It's hard to find someone as big as Lobo. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's obviously extremely difficult. Yeah. Like you'd have um, to get like room. You have to get the rock. Yeah. Or wrestling. <laughs> you know? yeah. Braun Strowman. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I mean, I mean, hey. I mean, um, I I thought I like Lobo. He's he's very funny. Um, he's completely unhinged. Uh, basically, what I, what I would expect from the character. Um, you know, uh, uh, his powers are ridiculous. He's got incredible regenerative abilities. Um. Uh, I I'm very much uh, intrigued by the fact that Brainiac is inside of Seg, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm wondering how that's going to resolve itself, uh, because he's like, oh, I only have like two hours. I'm like, Jack, two hours. So that's this is going to resolve itself qu- pretty quickly then. Thank God, it's not the season, not that long. Well, yeah. So, um, so yeah, within an episode, next episode or two, he's either going to burst out of Seg or he's going to have to get sucked out of Seg. And I don't know how I don't know how that how that's gonna happen, um, and I'm also very. This is what I like about this show is you get these twists. So I was wondering whether whether um, well, homegirl was a spy. Home, homegirl was a spy, a spy or whether for Zod, yeah, a spy for Zod or or would not. Apparently she is. So yeah. that was that, I like the double play with that, and I like that Jaina. First of all, she's alive. Yes. Second of all, that she met up with Homeboy, who I thought was dead. Yeah, Last how is he? What happened to him? Yeah. I don't even didn't remember. He get, didn't he get his arm blown off or something? And like he, they left him out to die in the in the wind in the wilderness. In yeah, the, in the I cold. thought I forgot about him. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I really thought he was dead. I was yeah, like, I was, I was like, okay, so they killed that guy off, and he's just gone. I, I, I it didn't even it, that didn't cross my mind at all that he could possibly still be alive. Yeah, same. So I thought that was a really cool swerve. I thought it was too. Um, uh, so yeah, so. And th- I, this, what I like about the show too is that you know it's not afraid to use this deep bench of rosters. I mean that dude is a guy we remembered, and they've kept him in the fold. And he seems to be a character that's going through growth. Like he's no longer just that guy that loves sick, you know, third wheel, you know, yeah. lap dog who can't get yeah, you know the Zod, the Zod, the Zod girl. Yeah. yeah. Like now, now he's you know like a warrior out there in the frigid snow. Like okay, right. I'm, I want to see what he's been through. Um, I like to see that Zod's like the Zod girl's mom is like showing how much of a beast she still is. I love that scene of her like in like the um it was like the it was a Star Wars esque, you know, bar kind of situation. Yeah. Uh it, it I, I think there were some good elements to these Krypton episodes. I think that the element I'm not looking forward to like, it kind of, is the, the 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 what's the girl I forgot the Zod's girl's first name. Liza. Liza. Uh, her arc today, her arc this week was a little weak. I agree. Um, 
Jesus beating up random people who like say, I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, we got I this guess, fake I mean, thing. They, they're trying to, I guess, I think they're trying to segue her into being, oh, this is how, like, is that turning this you? ruthless person could, how this person could, like, birth someone as ruthless as that's Zod. General Zod. Right. right. And, and you only get that from her having some kind of turn. She, clearly, before, she was a lot more of a, on the fence, you know, yes, she was, right. you know, tough, but also she had a very loving side and a caring side. I think now we're moving towards her being more militaristic, more ruthless. Right. But to me, this just seemed a little weird and a little yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was very bizarre. I didn't like that either. Yeah. Uh, so apparently the, the guy that is playing Lobo is Irish. Yes, so he is. I know. They just did not want to, I guess they didn't want to tell him to not be Irish. You know, people are pointing out, you know, like you said, everyone else is British except for him. Is that supposed to be a commentary on, like, the difference between Lobo and, you know, the Kryptonians, you know, compared to, you know, obviously, the difference between the Irish and the British? I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's still funny to me. But, um, I look, I can see how they saw this Lobo and were like, we're going to give him his own show. Because, um, like EJ mentioned, does seem a little bit out of place in this show. Um, does seem not forced, but like, you know, they definitely made the point to put him in. He didn't have to be in this. Um, so I, I can see why they want to say like, all right, put him in his own environment. This could be funny. This could be good. Um, some people don't like it. Some people do. I'm all for McGregor Lobo. You know, again, I didn't know I wanted Conor McGregor or an Irish Lobo until I saw it. <laughs> Conor McGregor Lobo. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think this is, uh, I think. He had a good, I think he had a good uh, kind of debut in the Krypton universe. Um, I'm glad that they're not sticking with the Seg uh, Brainiac storyline for too long, or that the, yeah. the Seg not being around storyline for too long. Like, seems like they're gonna now right. really hit the ground running. Seems like a lot's gonna happen in the next episode. Too. Yeah, the whole yeah, Brainiac is. situation is gonna be settled. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So I, I'm uh, it's it's had a good start to the season, you know. Now, uh, now I want to see where Legion goes. That's the next one. Yeah, that's the next one. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I really had a fun time uh, hosting. I hope you guys had a fun time listening. Of course, you can catch all of our content uh, on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, if you're a fan of the NBA Draft. We have a lot of pre-draft content on there for you guys. So if you're still trying to figure out how your team did in the draft and the player that you guys may have drafted, we probably talked about them. We talked about probably 20 plus, almost 30 players in our video. So take a chance and look, check that out on New Generation Media on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well. Of course, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at New Generation Pod, on Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Podcast, uh, excuse me, New Generation Media. Shamari's on Instagram and uh, uh, Snapchat MCCham22. I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and I'm on Instagram, ActionEJ. Once again, that does it for now. Well, we will be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.